This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Here's another one for the Taz and Jim Excuses Hall of Fame. We we love someone who comes up with a great excuse, okay? Uh, Bob Baffert is the trainer of Medina Spirit, which is the horse that won the Kentucky Derby. This guy, he's won more Kentucky Derbies with horses he's trained than anyone else hmm. in the history of the race. Now, we, we were talking yesterday, Jim, about Medina Spirit testing positive urine test for banned substances. And he was pleading ignorance all the way. Yeah, he was saying, no, no, this can't be. It's, there's no way. Um, we don't drug the horse. And he was on uh, the news last night giving an explanation as to what may have happened. Let's listen. You've had five horses from the Baffert barn in the last year to fail a drug test. <laughs> Now, what would explain that? But they were all resolved. They were all, they were contamination. And we have to fight this. And for some reason, that that is the problem right there. And uh, and people in the public don't understand. People in my world, they understand it's, this is all BS. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it happened to, uh, I have, Bob Baffert's not stupid. That's not a drug that I, I would, I would use on a horse. And we don't use that horse. We don't use that drug. The horse never had it in him. And we have the documentation. We're going to uh, show everything. Bob Baffert's not stupid. Was he talking in third person yeah. there? Bob Baffert, let, me, let me tell you about Bob Baffert. Bob oh Baffert doesn't drug his horses. Bob Baffert doesn't do that sort of thing. There's a few things that can make you sound more guilty than removing yourself from the first person. <laughs> okay, this is, this is uh, Medina Spirits trainer Bob Baffert's explanation as to why the horse may have tested positive, okay? Uh, no one gave the horse anything illegal. He says that uh, one of the testing issues was created by a groom. A groom is a person who handles day-to-day work inside stalls uh, of, of the horses at the stable, okay? So one of the grooms, according to Baffert, must have peed in Medina Spirit's stall after taking cough medicine, contaminating the hay that the horse then ate, leading to a positive test. See, this one's resolved too. That explains it. In fact, I think he peed in five stalls, and that's why all five. I like how he says it's resolved, which could easily just be cutting a check to whoever has to resolve these things. Yeah, like what's the? What are the odds? No, we 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 already bribed the right people to get that. No, I mean uh, resolved to the issues there. The cough medicine. Got the guy drank it. He peed on the hay. The horse ate the hay. Does this happen a lot? Have you trained horses? Are you urinating in the horse stalls on a regular basis? Right after it makes sense. If you're going to pee anywhere, sure, might as well take a dump while you're in there as well. Why not? (laughs) The horses do it. It's good enough for Medina Spirit. It's good enough for me. I'm just going to pop a squad here and read the newspaper. Oh wait, did you eat a bunch of HGH recently? (laughs) Medina Spirit, horse won the Kentucky Derby, failed a drug test, and the excuse by Bob Baffert, who is one of the biggest names in the sport of horse racing. He's the trainer um, of the horse and many horses that have won the Kentucky Derby. His excuse is that one of the grooms, person who handles the day-to-day work inside the horse stalls, probably took some cough medicine and then peed in Medina Spirit's stall, contaminating the hay which the horse ate, and that's why the horse tested positive for a banned substance. 
Uh, to us, like the the untrained, non-equine folk, that sounds like a cockamamie <laughs> made-up excuse, right? Of course. Well, let's go to Scott. He is listening to the show this morning. And Scott, you are a horse trainer. Yeah, I was in the business for 20 years. Uh, this A similar case happened to a horse I was involved with. A uh, horse raced at, at one of the local tracks in Ontario. Uh, drug test came back with a substance we'd never even heard of. After the investigation by the commission, it was determined it was a heart medication that actually a person that worked in our stable, he's 77 years old, great guy, unfortunately taking his pills and pissing in the, or, sorry, urinating in the stalls, contaminated the uh, the bedding and, and whatnot. But it is a medication strictly used for people with, uh, as a blood thinner. So, but it, but it, oh, it's just a blood thinner. Because I'm just, yeah, I'm just wondering yeah. how, what, what drug in cough syrup would trigger a steroid test, you know, to go off. Uh, I, I'm not a pharmacist, so I'm not going to say any huh. names, but I'll be honest, the list of medications that the commissions would test for is, you would be amazed as to what they would reach out and test for. Is it uh, common practice to urinate in horse stalls if you're working at a stable? Well, you know what? For when I was a kid, yeah, it was. But as you know, it, it's it's a lazy it's a lazy man's way, right? You know, ninety nine point nine percent people have a little more class and dignity. But unfortunately, there's that one that little percentage of people that are just too lazy to walk over and use it. We've but, got we've got a text message here from a Taz and Jim listener. I think I'd have a major case of shy bladder if I had to urinate in front of a male horse. <laughs> yeah. And, the horse yeah, is like yeah, condescending. Yeah. Nay. Nay. <laughs> nice yeah. try, buddy. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it, I know as, as goofy as it sounds, it, it came back as that, that was a medication. And the sad part was there was three people at the same farm that are all on the same medication. And I don't think there was ever a test in Ontario on that medication on a horse that mm. came back. You know what I mean? It was just a one in a million shot, but the horse was disqualified and, and you pay your Talking fine. Talking about how the Toronto Rock lacrosse team is moving from Toronto to Hamilton, apparently. They're going to be playing out of the hammer. But according to reports, they're going to keep the name Toronto Rock. Hmm. How does that sit with everybody? Jim, you've got a list. There are other professional sports teams that don't technically play in the city they're named after. Yeah, maybe more than you'd think. The L.A. Rams uh, and Chargers don't play in L.A. They play in Inglewood, California. The New York Giants and Jets don't play in New York. They play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. San Francisco 49ers play in Santa Clara. The Las Vegas Raiders play in Paradise, Nevada. The Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington, Texas. The Washington football team plays in Landover, the Miami Dolphins play in a place called Miami Gardens, Florida. Okay, we'll give them that. Um, <laughs> Buffalo Bills play in Orchard Park, New York. Mm-hmm, very interesting. Oh, the, the Ottawa Senators, where do they play? Canada. Oh, yeah. Which I guess is, that's, it's pretty close. Yeah, that'd be like if the Leafs played in Markham. You know, it's not Toronto, but it's just pretty close. Here's some comments to this uh, announcement on Twitter. David Brock says... Calling the team the Toronto Rock and playing out of Hamilton, are we familiar with the Hamilton demographic? I can't imagine that will be well-received. Good luck with the move. 
Daryl says, totally agree. I feel they're going to have to change that city name ASAP. Mm. It's it, the, oh. the, the issue is Hamilton's been scorned once by this team. What do you mean? When they launched, they played out of Hamilton. Oh, yeah. As we mentioned. And then they moved to Toronto, switched the name to the Toronto Rock. Originally, uh, that was not the name of the team. They switched it to Toronto Rock. And now they want to move back to Hamilton. They want to keep the name. It's like if your wife left you and she went and married a Rockefeller. <laughs> And then things didn't work out, so she came crawling back and said, I want to move back into the house. But guess what? I'm keeping the name Rockefeller because I like all the benefits that come with being a Rockefeller. Yeah, makes her sound like a real big deal. <laughs> huh. That's true because uh, Hamilton's a smaller market, obviously, so it's almost like they're kind of, they don't want to be identified with Hamilton. But look at the... Uh, Look at the Thai Cats. Look at look at yeah. look at the Bulldogs. Hamilton is a sports town. They take pride in their teams, and I, I'm sure with a name like Hamilton Rock, they would uh, do a little bit better in that market. But yeah. if maybe they don't care about what Hamilton thinks, they just want to keep their ties with Toronto. Well, whose butts do you want in these seats? You want the Hamilton? Are people going to drive all the way from Toronto if they're Toronto Rock fans? I don't know. On the other hand, though, I mean, I would rather have the Toronto Rock in my city than not, even if they weren't named after my city, because then I could go to more games. Yeah, valid point. So you, you'd take Toronto Rock over no professional lacrosse team. Yeah. It's like, do you want your wife back with the bad last <laughs> name or not? Thank you to our pal Chris Campbell for making us aware of this. This is if you're one of our London listeners, you're... More than familiar with Budweiser Gardens, which is the big arena downtown. We miss so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have the internet, you probably know Aussie Man Reviews. <laughs> this is the Australian guy who always provides a commentary, a hilarious, often uh, vulgar commentary over viral videos yeah. that he finds online. Vulgar as an Aussie would. Few choice words in there that repeat himself. Aussie man has an obsession with cobra chickens, he calls them. Canadian geese. He calls them cobra chickens. <laughs> I guess because they hiss and they attack it. And their neck is kind of, it's yeah. like a chicken <laughs> with a cobra on its neck. They attack anything. Well, he uh, he put together a compilation of uh, Canadian geese going berserk. And one of the clips is a couple of geese fighting outside of Budweiser Gardens in London, Ontario. (laughs) No way. Yeah, and this is uh, Aussie Man's commentary on that clip. This was a video sent in by Aussie Man fan Michael. He wanted to let us know that these bastards will fight anyone, even each other. They do not give a sh**. Zero loyalty. Their mates are standing around yelling, yeah, world star. If they had phones, they'd be filming. What are they fighting about? Who knows? No reason. (laughs) That's, that's hilarious I wonder if it's just like scarier to an Aussie because they, they're they not like we see them every day yeah you know, they cross the road when you're going to and from work you ignore them basically yeah, yeah they're just like but there are times man because I, I, I've been on the bike path with my son and one of those things will start like they have the right of way if it starts crossing the bike path we will stop yeah they attitude wise have the right of way and yeah, we'll get you they're not getting out of the way and i i think uh, if they decided to turn on us humankind would be in big trouble 
The timing of this is so crazy, Taz, because a random listener sent us a video yesterday of an old man, like he looks like he's in his 80s, fighting a goose uh, in a bike path behind her house. I have three minutes of this mean old fart going out of his way to purposely try and attack the geese with his cane in my apartments in the courtyard. I think he deserves a public kudos. Uh, and the, these geese were attacking him, and then he started attacking them back with his cane. So this is just... Well, who the, struck first is the question. Huh. I don't know, but the, I, the, there was, she only sent us a 10-second video, and uh, the, the goose is walking away, and then the man kind of does chase her. Eh, I don't know, though. I wouldn't put it past uh, that cobra chicken to pretend to give up. Play possum? Uh-huh. And then <laughs> when that old man with the cane turns its back... Yeah. These bastards will fight anyone, even each other. They do not give a shit. Zero loyalty. I want to see you peacock, I don't know, man. Is this just a publicity stunt? Tim Tebow is returning to the NFL. Yeah, he is nearing a return with the Jacksonville Jaguars nine years after he last appeared in a regular season game. Since he last played in the NFL as a quarterback, he has gone on to Major League Baseball and attempted a career in baseball and retired from baseball and now he's coming back apparently as a tight end i don't think it is a uh, publicity stunt at all uh, for a couple reasons one he has a prior relationship with um, uh, the coach in uh, in jacksonville uh, urban meyer so he knows tim tebow already but also jacksonville just uh, drafted Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback, number one overall in the draft, a tight end. Now, depending on the tight end he's going to be, I assume he's going to be more of a, of a uh, an offensive tight end than a blocking tight end, but the tight end still plays an important role with a rookie quarterback. You do not want to be having just publicity stunts running around the field, and every roster spot is just so important. I don't think it's wise to be doing that, so I, I'm trusting that Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars are not going to waste a spot on Tim Tebow. I think uh, they're being genuine with this. I don't know if Tim Tebow is going to have an impact, considering he never played tight end, but I like it. And I like the fact that he's never given up on his dreams. 33 years old, why should he quit? Uh, yeah. good, good on him. I got to say, I got, I'm not a Tebow fan or anything like that. I got mad respect for this guy. He is not scared to suck it up and take a step back. You know, guys like Johnny Football, if something bad happens in their career, they scoff at the idea of going to the CFL. They scoff at the idea of being a backup or something like that. It totally ruins their career. This guy is grinding and, you know, does whatever he can to make it. It reminds me of when Rick Ankeel, former pitcher at the St. Louis Cardinals, he just lost all control. He came back as an outfielder and had, you know, a semi-decent career as a uh, fourth outfielder for a couple of years. All these guys want to be is in the pros, and I respect them for never giving up and keep going for it. So I hope he makes it. Do you think Tebow will take on a, a mentorship role with his experience playing quarterback and, and having a, a young, new, hot quarterback on the team? Well, if his mentorship uh, involves telling him what not to do because some people never made it as a quarterback, then sure. <laughs> Lots of mentorship in the team prayers, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Jesus has got his back. He'll be fine. Yesterday, we, we talked about how we can't compete with Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Raptors. Bought his mom a house for Mother's Day and, and surprised her with it. Posted the video of her reaction, which was great on social media. Now, he, he won Mother's Day. I think we found the guy that lost Mother's Day Uh-oh. this year, Jim. 
Listen up. If, if you're a mom and you're disappointed with the gift you received, at least it wasn't this. 22-year-old named Andrew Peterson in Lone Rock, Wisconsin, lives at home with his 43-year-old mother. He got very upset on Mother's Day because he couldn't find his phone. And he got more and more frustrated. And at some point, for some reason, he ended up tasing his mom in the neck. Way worse than (laughs) Seattle. New house, tase mom in the neck. (laughs) Wow. He was arrested for battery, disorderly conduct, and more. Jeez, man. That is crazy. Check this out. His girlfriend, this guy's girlfriend, uh, Colleen Parker, 20 years old, was arrested a couple days earlier because she punched Andrew's mom in the face. This poor lady. Holy cow. I'm starting to think maybe uh, the lady's <laughs> not as innocent. If everyone where? was a puncher in the face and taser in the neck. And let's be honest. Where is that phone exactly? <laughs> That's I do, insane. I do love that. And you've seen me do it before, like in the studio when you lose something. It's like, Jim, someone stole our stapler. Oh, I bet it was those jerks down the hall at Country 104. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or someone from the newsroom, Devin Peacock, that that SOB, he stole our stapler. Taz, look in your left hand. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> True. Where's my phone, Mom? I know you took my phone. I'm going to tase you in the neck. Oh, hold on. Here it is. It's in my pocket. It's in my back pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Thought thought that was my wallet. (laughs) You're going to go do a drive-by and visit Mama Kelly today, your mom, and you're bringing her a gift. I'm Mm. sure as long as it's not tasing her in the neck, you're going to be okay, Jim. No, no, no. I'll bring my bear spray just in case. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.